Hey everyone, welcome to the Bible Belt Bros Podcast. Two weeks in a row, Andrew. We are what? What? We are doing this thing right. I tell you what, it's just been two weeks. <laughs> we'll see what happens after that. Right. Um. But yeah, how's your week been so far? Been good. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, me too. Getting back to the new normal, as they say. Hey. I have a hard time working from home. Like, I love working from home, don't get me wrong, but my motivation for a full eight hours... It's harder. It's hard. And it, yeah. it's hard basically living and working in, like, a thousand square foot area is also kind of hard. And then when your only person that to hang out with is your dog, that's more difficult, too. So it's 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 hard trying to stay motivated for me, but... See, I'm one of I. Well, my job, I don't ever have anyone around me, but I have another place to go, and so it's not as hard because when I'm there, I have no distractions. It's actually a lot easier for me to get work done. Uh, whereas if I'm at home, I'm usually by myself, but it's a lot harder to get anything done just being at home. I'm watching more YouTube's or more Netflix or something, and I have the I have a dual monitor set up at home and a dual monitor at work, so it. it's really no difference. I don't have anybody around me in either area, either place. I have dual monitor. It's the exact same scenarios, but when I'm at work, I work. It's a mindset. It is flip crazy because for me, getting ready is kind of one of the things just being not being in my sweatpants and tank top and actually getting ready and going into a place with a specific purpose just changes the mindset of, what I'm doing today. It's easy for me to like throw anything in front of work. Like, Oh, I got to mow the yard. Can't do it at five. I better do it at three, you know? And then, yeah, uh, it's just, you know, too, too late to really get back into a new project. I guess I'll just really hit it hard again tomorrow. Yeah. And, and then I don't hit it hard again tomorrow. Cause I find something else to put in front of it. So I, I, I just have like a mindset that, I mean, even in my job, we would work from home at least one day a week. So like I'm used to working from home. It's just, I think when it goes to two, three or four days, it's in a row. It's just, ugh. one thing I've trained myself to do is at least change into work clothes. Cause I do work better at home. If I'm in work clothes, like you said earlier, that does kind of flip a switch in your mind. And so that's just one of my things, but so then we could bring up the topic of, so does what you wear to church, the, if you're show, showing up as you are, not as you should be, you know, is that so? I wear, the switch? I wear, you know, I'm nice close to church too. So we could talk about that. <laughs> you wear your work stuff to church. I do, <laughs> which are nice clothes. I now, would. now there is a difference to me, and I feel like it's going to be an issue when I'm the old person in church and we have the younger ones. But I just it's it's a different feel wearing short when a worship leader is wearing shorts. Instead of a worship leader wearing jeans or whatever, and and I know that it's this isn't going to age very well because in twenty years, everyone's going to be wearing shorts. You know, like that's yeah. Gonna... No, they may go back to zoot suits. Well, exactly. But I mean, we you know, are like roaring twenties right now. I remember like me wearing jeans was a big issue growing up. You know, by the old people, and I feel like I'm going to be the old person saying just too hanging outish. You know, you guys wearing shorts, singing songs. I don't know. There's something weird to me. Like I always wear jeans, even if it's like an outside hundred degree worship thing. Like I feel like jeans just sets a tone. I'm always Pants. in slacks. So, but you're, you go to work after church. Yeah. 
Like I, I don't, I'm, I don't mean like showing. I just mean on stage. I know, like, I get that on stage. That presence. To me, I wear slacks a lot. I mean, I, I actually am wearing shorts right now. But it's your day off. It you is can... my day off. Um, but I, to me, slacks are comfortable and they're they're soft and they're lightweight. They're they still let air through, and so to me, they're almost as good as shorts in the comfort level. Even though I'm wearing a belt and I'm fat, they're still very if you're fat. Why do you need a belt? Because I won't say that part. Uh, <laughs> my belly pushes them down. There we go. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> there we go. Now I, I have no butt, and so with my belly yeah. and no butt, my pants just fall down all the time. Yeah, I'm to the point where my shirts are long enough when I'm standing up, but when I sit down, they start riding up, and I'm like, "Gosh, I cannot go to extra large shirts." Dude, so, I'm at extra large. I'm They're s- comfy. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, Andrew. I got, do it. I'm not going to do They're it. They're comfy. I'm sure they are. I mean, I could wear large, but. I just have to work at a standing desk at work all day because I don't want my belly showing. Dude, I tried that. That uh, is hard on my back. Mine goes up and down, like my little standing desk. So I like I like to switch every once in a while just to kind of change it up a little bit. But So I recently, uh, at work... Um, I'm in real estate. I work for new construction, so I, I sit in model homes. But I just recently uh, had my model moved on me, and my new one it wasn't set up yet. And so I was having to stand all day, and it was killing my back. So I actually texted my boss said, hey, I'm just going to go home, work from home. I'm not getting much work done here at the office anyways. So, um, And I went home, and I did – I actually – so contrary to our, our earlier conversation, I got a lot more work done at home. But you were dressed. I was dressed. You had already flipped the switch. Right. And I had my dual monitor set up at home, and I hadn't had it at my new model yet. That's um, it, it worked out, but it was I couldn't stand all day. Well, you have like an injury from right. Afghanistan, right, that your back is bad. In, that's why right. you get paid by the government. That's right. It's actually not one of the reasons, but it's one of the reasons I should have been. But I, it's they denied that one. Because if they denied it, then you'd be at a hundred percent. Or if they approved it, you'd at a hundred percent. And then they're like, "You're not a vegetable." Yeah, you play soccer. <laughs> like <laughs> that is funny because I can play sports still, and it doesn't act up. But standing in one spot for a long time yeah. hurts. And I could stand in one spot for an hour, and it'll hurt. But I can play soccer for an hour, and it's not hurting. I don't know if it's because of it's probably the flexibility. I'm flexing the muscles and moving them, and yeah. they're not just getting to a solid state where they're starting or trying to it's, solidify. It's like my <laughs> sorry, I'm cracking myself up here. My my example of that is when I'm sitting on the couch for an hour <laughs> watching TV, and I try to stand up, and I'm like slowly having to stretch my back <laughs> to get it into a standing position. I mean, that is about the same scenario. Yeah. Solid state. You're, yeah, you're solidifying. Yeah, I've been span- standing a lot this morning. My back is hurting right now, but it is wow, what it is. Wow, I'm used wow, to it wow. at this point. So, Andrew, uh, today I want my topic that I'm bringing to the table is... Um, it's nice that you're bringing topics because you always ask me, and so I'm always. Well, I'm trying. You saw that board you said last week. You saw yeah. the board that I had, and yeah. I hadn't moved anything over, so I'm moving it over. It's about time. And so today's topic is uh, reaping and sowing, 
And I was just thinking about people always talk about karma and my wife is one of them. Your wife is one of them. And when we say we believe in karma, what do you say? I don't believe in karma. I believe in Jesus. You believe in Jesus. So it, that kind of made me start turning, churning the butter. Is that what? I mean, you can say that the wheels are turning. Wheels are turning. <laughs> and started making me think like, what's the difference between karma and Jesus talking about you reap what you sow? Mm-hmm. And so that is the topic today is let's figure out the difference of that. And if we're wrong, let us know in the comments. Well, I mean, it's really easy to tell the difference, especially, I mean, last week I pulled out my phone and Googled your topic. And uh, I mean, that's how easy it is. Just pull out your (laughs) phone and Google karma. Just type in the word karma. Well, okay. Okay, Andrew, let's just, then we don't have a podcast if we don't, if we just Google stuff. I get it. Uh, but you can't believe Google on everything. So many people misuse, and my wife is one of them, misuse the meaning of karma is what I'm I'm getting at, which is why I believe in Jesus and not karma. Also, karma is a Buddhist thing, and uh, or is it Hindu? I don't know. It's one either Buddhist or Hindu uh, uh, thing. Well, let me read this. Galatians chapter 6 uh, says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows is pleased of his sin, and from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows and is ple- to please the Spirit, the Spirit will reap eternal life. You're reaping what you sow. And so people use karma as in like, I'm going to be nice to somebody today because it's going to come back to being somebody being nice to me tomorrow kind of thing. And people use it that way, and I think that is more of a reaping and sowing than it is a karma right. thing. Well, so... I quickly Googled the definition of karma, and it is, uh, well, it's actually Hindu Hindu and Buddhism. So I, I was right on both of them. It's both of them. I thought it was just Buddhism. The sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence viewed as deciding their fate in future existences. So what you did in your last life, whether you were a dog, a cat, a bird, a human, whatever you did then, if you, if you did it, good then, then you will be rewarded good or better now. Yeah, so I think that's the difference is karma isn't in just this lifetime. Right. Karma says, oh, in my previous life, I must have been really bad because stuff is just happening to me in this right. life. And I don't think most Christians use karma that way. No. But they, they, they see karma and they define it as reaping and sowing in their right. mind. But in, when that is the same principle... And like most things when it comes to Hindu or Buddhism or all that kind of stuff, there's some biblical principles. Like yin and yang? Huh? Like yin and yang? Yeah, yeah. It, kind of. In all goodness, there's a little bit of bad, and in all bad, there's a little bit of good. But Jesus is totally good. Exactly. So that's not true. Exactly. But in all of us, Neither we all have karma. a sinful nature. That's I think that's the, like, we all maybe are good people, but we have sin in our lives and sinful right. nature. And so we need we need the completely perfect circle. <laughs> they missed well, that That would part. be Jesus. Yes. But then us, yes, it would be the yin-yang symbol for us. I'm trying to do it with my fingers as you're looking away, but there we go. It's funny. So I Googled uh, karma versus God. Oh, that's actually not the one I wanted because that's actually a good point. But everything is, they're usually, it's like Hindu 
websites trying to convert you. No, they're not no. trying. They're trying to just or they're trying to make karma look the same as Christianity, essentially. Yes. Um, so it's like HinduismTimes.com or uh, websites like that. Now, this one is what's the difference between grace and karma? Which I would like to dig into that, but I don't want to, you know, take my time reading this article while we're on our podcast. I probably should have researched a little more, but. Dusty and I, and I like to do this thing where we don't necessarily tell each other We're the asking the questions and not telling each other, and then... Well, you like to do that to me, so I'm just basically doing it I like it to do that with you. the shocking topics to yeah. you. Yeah, which is basically everything that you bring to the table has some sort of shock value. <laughs> but what I I'm trying to do... I still don't have an answer. Is it the porn star or the person watching uh, yeah. that's sinning? Let us know in the comments, and if you haven't watched it, look it on YouTube. So, all right, go I ahead with what you're saying. So, let's talk about grace and karma then. Say in a road rage situation, karma would say, you know, they're going to get what they... They cut me off, they're going to get in a wreck or something right, bad's going to happen like to that. them. something like that. Where grace would just say, well, if there's more grace, there's going to be less road rage. And so, I guess road rage, in that instance, they cut you off. The road rage will come when you react to them. Mm-hmm. So if you're mad in the ro- if you get angry at them in a road rage, then you're going to cut somebody else off and get they're going to get angry. No, so you're, that's cause and you're, effect. Yeah, because road rage is the reaction to an action, so cause and effect right there. They cut you off. Now you're going to do something back to them yeah. immediately. Whereas Grace will say, "Just let it go," and now there's no road rage. Right. You're going to show them grace, which is more the Christianity thing. Does karma think that by showing grace, somebody will show grace to you when you accidentally cut them off? That's what karma would say, yes. Yes, that's what karma would say. Well, no. That is how people use karma would say it. Okay. Because karma would be, okay, you didn't react, so I will reward you in your next life. So karma... So you're saying karma doesn't have any effect on this life. It affects our next life. For the most part, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, gotcha. That's how I understand it is your, the goodness you do now will be rewarded to you later in another existence. You, you won't necessarily be reincarnated as a human in your next existence. Correct. You could Lots be, of people want to come back as dolphins. Right. Or birds <laughs> so that they can fly. Yeah. And maybe that's part of their karma is if I do enough good – then I will get to pick my next existence and maybe I can come back as a dolphin or as a bird or whatever. I don't know if that's a hundred percent true as far as it only affects your next life, but most people Christian wise use karma as you, obviously not the next you life. Reap what you They're not getting a bigger mansion in heaven because right. you didn't flip somebody off. <laughs> You'd just be happy to get to heaven because right. you flip somebody off <laughs> and that is grace. <laughs> And that reap and sow, people will construe that as karma or the Christian version of karma. But it doesn't say you're going to be rewarded in a new existence. Matter of fact, the Bible doesn't say you're going to be reincarnated. Technically, sometimes some of it says, like, uh, your reward's in heaven. Exactly. You know, or the reaping and sowing when it comes to tithing. You know, if you're sowing a tithe instead of holding on to it and keeping it for yourself, if you sow it, your hands are open enough to receive the blessings. And let me tell you about that, Dusty. Oh, God. Let's hear it. We have been extremely blessed here lately. Oh! Ever since. So I've always told Lisa to tithe, and Lisa does all of our 
finances. I don't have anything to do with our money other than I look at the budget maybe once a year. Say, okay. <laughs> because, well, I don't care. I'm, I'm easygoing. Right. But she always struggled to tithe because we always just, like, we're barely making it. Even when we were both working and both had good jobs, we we're always, you know, just barely making it. Well, we've, I, it got to a point where I'm like, Lisa, I don't care. No matter what, at least tithe on my checks. I don't care if you don't want to tithe on yours. And actually, I do care. But um, she, I said, just no matter what, tithe. We will figure it out no matter what. And so she did, started, and now, holy crud, with a new house, like, somehow we got a check. We put no money down on the house. We paid no closing cost. We got more than what we asked for. So we got a home warranty, which we didn't ask for. It was almost $1,000. And then we got a check given to us at closing for $1,000. To cover the warranty? No, not because they paid oh, for it. Yeah. yeah golly and so i'm like how do we even get the i i'm still lost as to where this thousand dollars sold your old house yet right <laughs> i don't even know where this thousand dollars came from but they're like yeah here's a thousand dollars i'm like thank you god that's all i can explain that yeah. as because there's i'm in real estate that doesn't happen dude <laughs> i've been to a lot of closings where people are usually bringing you know fifteen thousand twenty thousand dollars to the table yeah that's what we had to do for this house and they brought me money and I'm a buyer. I'm buying right. the house, and they gave They're me money. paying you to buy the house at this point. <laughs> oh, so not only that, so that's a good, good uh, our interest rate. Yes. We locked in at a, a, a super low interest rate. We locked in at a 2.875. There was enough money built into my contract, because I did my negotiation, because I'm a realtor, that they were able to buy my interest rate down to 2.75. So not only did they buy my my interest rate down, they gave me, or I got a free home warranty because there was extra money left over. Then they gave me a $1,000 check on top of that. So you're saying you've got good karma? <laughs> no. I'm saying I got grace given yeah. by God. Reaping what you sow in. And uh, yeah, be obedient to God and he will bless you is what I'm saying. Well, there you go. You and have a testimony of tithing from andrew fisher i know and go back to our previous podcast and i'll tell you in our previous podcast and i'll still tell you that i still think that tithing is more of a uh older testament or old testament requirement not necessarily now but where you're faithful to god he's gonna be faithful back to you yeah 100 percent. and i i think when it comes to tithing the only debates that we've had is how it's being, for me used. anyway, is how, how tithing is being used. Right. This, this principle of you tithing to the church and gaining the blessings that come from the tithing to the church also applies to how the church spends the tithe. Are the church holding on right. to it to pay their, make sure their staff's paid, make sure their building's paid, or are they continuing to bless, to, the, to community. bless the community? Mm -hmm. Like our church right now, we just got a shout out from the Trump administration. Yeah, Ivanka Trump. She shouted us out on Twitter because... We are being faithful with what we have. We've been put been entrusted with this program for farmers when it we're giving milk out basically. We're giving milk and produce out for free to our communities. To our communities and surrounding communities because right. we are the hub here. The small little church compared to many huge churches in Tulsa, we are the hub 
of this program and just giving gallons and gallons and gallons of milk out. Like I, my only complaint to them is they gave me too much milk that I actually right. had to talk to my neighbors and give them milk, you know? And so I had to be social and tell them about the Lord. So wait, you had to be the church. <laughs> I had to be the church. And that's my complaint about my church. Is my making, church is making me be the church. This COVID <laughs> stuff, it really has changed it more to the way we've, we've shown like the old Testament being is we're having to do more. It's, it's harder now, Andrew, to watch a sermon online and then have to zoom call with you to talk about it. I never talk about the sermons after the sermon, you know, and now we're having this discussion about it. We're having, how does it apply to our lives? You know, where there's just so much deeper conversations coming from it. Our church is going from let's, let's get this Sunday morning going. Like even when they opened up, the services, our church is like, no, we're having too much fun serving people right now. Right. Let's continue just doing that. And so like we, we took it, we waited till like the third phase before we even talked about, okay, let's start doing some Sunday morning stuff. But even now we are just continuing to bless and we're seeing the rewards of that. So if you're a pastor a youth pastor or whatever, make sure that you're also doing those same principles. You know, if you want to, if your church wants to receive the blessings, the reaping, the sowing, that all comes along, giving and tithing. Well, now our church is just abnormal. Our pastor is very abnormal. I mean, our pastor, most pastors, they work their their way up into a church or they get a church and, you know, they're always expecting salary raises every year, every few years. Our pastor is the opposite. He cuts his salary almost every year mm-hmm. to the point where our elders are like, you can't do that. You have to pay yourself so that so there's two ideas here you gotta be able to support your own family or support your family and our pastor has a big family um second is should something happen to our pastor we need that budget built in so we could hire another pastor right so if he keeps cutting his salary there's no salary built in for a new pastor (laughs) exactly so Exactly. And so, like, that's, you know, that's the one thing about our church that is we're just so mission focused, you know, so we probably mm-hmm. err on being over mission focused. Oh, really. I, I would I mean, agree. When it comes down to that principle of, of reaping and sowing and, and giving and God blessing, like we are seeing that even in the church, the more we give, the more we are entrusted for our community. And mm-hmm. so it's just crazy. Not even just our community, communities 30 minutes away, right? getting blessed because of the faithfulness we've been doing. Right. And so, yeah, and our church is, is very, uh, again, to me, it, it's unique. It, it's diff abnormal uh, because our mission statement, uh, it, the very first part of our mission statement is to matter to our community. Mm-hmm. And which is something that Dusty and I can very much get along with it, Especially if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know that we like house churches or, or how church is intended to be or was intended to be which is a a small group of, uh, not necessarily a small group. We like churches that are building the community or building the kingdom instead of just building their brand. Right. I think that's the problem when the tithe money is being used to build themselves up. And I think that's the one thing with our church and how they're handling this whole milk situation is we're giving it to other churches, even in our community to have the same impact to people. So we're saying, Hey, it's not about us. We don't care if people come to our church or your church. It doesn't matter. We serve the same God. So, Hey, here's some milk for you. You can do some ministry. You can get all the credit for it. You know, we don't care. Not only that, we're giving it to a church in our community, which (laughs) I never thought 
We would do a church that might have fired said. Yes. <laughs> not only did people actually. Not only did he fire our pa- not only did this church fire our pastor. This church fired ours truly Dusty Hope. <laughs> Yay! And this church banned me. <laughs> I've told this story. I've been kicked out of numerous churches. This is that same church. This is uh, one of them. That I was kicked out of and told not to come back to. And yet our church is able to bless them so that they can bless their community. With no strings attached. Yes. No strings attached. No hard feelings. Don't get me wrong. I I still love those people. Right. Yeah, I do too. I don't want like drama to come out of the fact that we're just saying like we are with a blindfold on giving it to whoever's wanting to use it. And, right. And that's, that's just how goal. we've been blessed and we're able to bless others. And, and we want other churches to do the same thing. We want them to bless the community because every church, they have their own small community. We, we can't reach everybody in our right. city. I mean, there's different denominations that don't believe in what we believe in and, and they're hardcore. And so they're never going to step into a, a quote unquote Baptist church right or a methodist church or or a presbyterian church and so we're a hub so we're able to reach out to that leadership and that leadership is willing to accept the help and then they will help their congregation and their community well and there was somebody in, in our church that quoted that god didn't just come to save church that matters and so he came for everyone and so it's not it's not our job to be like Look at we've been blessed by God for this thing, so we're going to do everything, and everybody's going. Our church is going to grow massively because we were entrusting. No, we're like everybody's church is going to grow massively because we are being entrusted, and I think that's the. So I actually difference. was that the I believe that was the same person who got tweeted by Trump, Ivanka. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she said that. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Reaping and sowing. It's a biblical principle. You should do it. Understand, understand when you're saying that you make sure that when you say you believe in karma, that you actually do believe in karma and you're not actually just believing in a biblical principle. Because here's the deal. You're robbing God of that right. opportunity of saying, hey, I'm reaping, I'm sowing these seeds and getting God's blessing me. Instead, you're saying Buddha is helping me out in this situation. So be careful. Right. Karma is a Buddhist and Hindu um, theory. Uh, uh, not a Christian principality or principle. Principle. Sorry, not a principality, but principle. We don't believe in those principalities. We believe in Jesus. That's right. So that's that, that's my two cents on karma. And uh, every time my wife says that's karma, I always respond. And you're going to send her a link to this podcast. No. No. You, you'll link it and she'll see it because she's always on Facebook. Although she yeah. says she's not. Be sure to check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. Next topic. (laughs) Is Facebook the devil? All right. We'll do it. All right. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Take it easy.